to Night of the Living Geeks. If you geek out over it, we've got a podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Podcastica, a Doctor Who review podcast here on NOTLG.com, episode 245, Galaxy 4. My name is John, and joining me is my good friend, Taylor. Taylor, hello, I have nothing to say this week. I know, every time that we are chased across the uh, wasteland by a bunch of Roombas. Knock, knock off Daleks. Knock off Daleks. There you go. We got to find the replacement. Yeah. Maybe it's the, the Chumblies. <laughs> the Chumblies. Oh, oh, we'll get boy. to the Chumblies. Yes. I'm, um, boy, it's been a crazy past couple of weeks. Yeah, it has. It I, feels... I, will, I will tell you this. Yeah. Um, but I am, I am right now, I am doing well. Good. I, pre- I previously was unwell. Yes. But we'll talk about that. Yeah. We'll, we'll um, how, how are you? I am doing uh I'm doing pretty good. I just um had the rest of my root canal done. I don't think we talked about that That's, last time, did we? No, only that it was coming up. Yeah, I did the first part and then they're like, "Well, we have to do more." And then today was oh, more. Oh boy. And it was fine. Oh boy. Yeah. So out there with the backhoe dig- digging trenches. <laughs> but it's good. It's good now. I just have to get my my crown put on which i might do the thursday morning that gallifrey starts oh wow yeah i just want to get it over with so i can safely chew on that side of my mouth again bold move cotton let's see how that plays out for him (laughs) uh wow that's yeah but i'm doing good good that's what matters yeah yeah you know that is what matters hanging in there um all right well i mean we've got who news we've got story notes but before you know we get to all of that we got to figure out what is making us happy this fortnight. Taylor, would you like to uh, yeah. to take it away here? I, I'd I'd be happy to. I've got <clears throat> excuse me. I've got two things that are making me happy. Um, since we last recorded, I both tested positive for COVID, um, dealt with COVID, yeah. um, as well as a real nasty, nasty outbreak of hives. Um, well, I mean, it's an inflammatory response. I should have kind of expected it, but it was at least the worst I've had in a decade. Um, last Saturday I tested negative. Hooray, hooray. Um, and in the days since my hives have dropped off dramatically, they're just, just a bare hint, uh, left on me of them. And it's, that kind of thing where I'm going like, what do I really take a Benadryl tonight? I'm so groggy in the morning. I'm like, yeah, just to be safe. Yeah. Cause otherwise I'll wake up and then I'll have, you know, fat Hy-Vee sausage fingers and won't be able <laughs> to bend them very well. But, um, so Holy moly, look what, look what, you, look how much you can get done in, in two weeks. Yeah. Uh, you can, you can both test positive for COVID and, uh, work your way through it. So just waiting <laughs> for the wife to kind of, finish her her bout yeah so but no one else in the family thankfully at this point uh has it so we're looking at keeping it just uh just three quarters of the four of us that are here well i mean i guess it's 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 a silver lining in 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 a way i suppose you know um i'd rather if i was going to get it i'd rather get it now than say a year ago before i was vaccinated so yeah that is uh that is true how was that uh how was 
Tell us. Um, oh gosh. It was um it was weird. Honestly, I, I feel like I feel like different people in our family have had different responses to it. Mm-hmm. For me, it was kind of like really, really bad allergies. Okay. And obviously a bit of exhaustion. Right. You know, that that kind of is across the board. Um, for my wife, it was, it's been like a really bad flu Mm. and it was kind of about the same for my son. Okay. It was kind of a really bad sore throat, kind of fluish, very tired. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, it is, it is weird because I went through like the real serious fatigue back when my son had it and I was still testing negative. Oh, wow. So I was like, I, I don't know what to make out of anything anymore. I'm yeah. like, I was, I've been so confused. Crazy. Uh, by it. Yeah, it's it's been weird. You know, I don't obviously wish anyone to get it. And I do wish everyone to, you know, be safe and, uh, you know, vaccinate and boost themselves. Yeah. Um, but it is, yeah, it's a thing. And now I've had it. There you go. You've had weird it. things. It's done. Yeah. Moving on. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully not to uh, not to have another breakthrough case. Yeah. Again. Um, <clears throat> the other thing, and I will apologize. I am start. I'm now kind of at that seasonal allergy stage. Yeah. So I'm going to be clearing my throat a bit yeah, tonight. If it fine. gets really bad, I can mute myself. But oh. uh, the other thing that's making me happy right now is um, I actually had a um, uh, another uh, like neighbor in the neighborhood here, uh, recommend a couple of uh, books by a couple of authors to me. And I have been so blown away by both of them that I have literally bought all the books in both series on my Kindle. Oh, wow. Um, and I have been ravenously devouring them. Um, and, and they have been so good. Um, one of them is referred to as the magic 2.0 series by, um, Oh my gosh, I keep wanting to say Peter Meyer, and I don't know that that is the right name because I'm I'm I've read all six of those books. Um and let me just check really quick. I could Scott Meyer. I'm so sorry. Scott Meyer is the author of that one. Uh it starts with the first book, Off to Be the Wizard. Um, quick synopsis. Basically, you know, some people in the world have figured out that um our entire universe is a simulation and they have found basically this massive uh text file with all the parameters for it so <laughs> they've learned how to manipulate it and well it leads to trouble and then they all tend to escape to the middle ages where they pretend to be wizards um, oh my god oh it's it's pretty funny and it's and it's cute and it's fun and um yeah, I just I really grew to love the characters really fast. And I'm like, okay, I need the next book. I need the next book. I need the next book. And there's six books. So I just tore through them. The other one, John, I think you would like this other series that mm-hmm. I'm reading right now. Um, because it's kind of like HP Lovecraft and Lost had a one night stand in Los Angeles. Oh, wow. Okay. And, and, and birthed this series of books, which is mind bending and mysterious and really kind of kept me like edge of my seat going. I'm like, no, 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 no. I need to know what happens next. I need to know what happens next. Um, when a book series can kind of keep me up past 10 PM and I'm not falling asleep while reading it, that's a good sign. Um, and I would recommend uh, the author's name is Peter Kleins, C L I N E S. Um, the first book in the series is called 14. 
literally just the number 14. I see this. Yes. Um, and then you can, there's three more books after it. And of course I'm late to the game. Like, like these books came out almost 10 years ago mm. at this point, both of the first ones. Um, and uh, so I'm sure some listeners may have already heard of these, these books and these authors, but I have recently discovered them and am just in love with them. They are so good. I found, I've found it. Yes. Whoa. The paperback of this on Amazon.com is $39. What? Yeah. uh, That is is crazy. That can't be right. It says paperback. There's no hardcover. So do books only come in? I don't know how books work anymore. It's been a while, has it? Yeah, it has. I guess I could just get it on Kindle. That's what I've been doing. For a dollar. Four ninety nine on Kindle. Oh, I have credits apparently. Look at that. Oh, look at you. Look right, at I, you. I'm not going to commit to a book right now. I'll just I'll wow. tell you. Wow, paperback 30. Yeah, holy yeah, right? smokes. That's wow. nuts. Is that just like it, a a thing? It I guess it's not in print anymore. Oh. Which would make sense because it looks like they're all coming from third party sellers. Yeah, cuz I'm looking at I just, you know, the first book I just I just typed in Harry Potter. Sorry everyone. Is the first thing. <laughs> the, the paperback box set of that is forty five dollars. So wow, yeah, wow, yeah, yeah. Um, if you if, you know what, if you got a Kindle or you use the Kindle app, definitely it's worth it's worth it. It's worth five bucks. I guarantee you. All right, okay. guarantee you, it's worth it. Um, well, we'll see. I haven't read a book in a while. Well, it's 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 a fun thing. I tell you. Uh, John, what's making you happy, my friend? Oh my goodness. So, uh, we finally have working internet again. That's what's making me happy. Huzzah. Uh, yeah, we, um, we had <clears throat> our, I guess this was in between recordings. Yeah, yeah it was. I think so. It was last week. Um, uh, I was just sitting playing, uh, you know, streaming on Twitch, twitch.tv slash JP Thrice. And, I was complaining about my opponent's awful internet, and then I looked over and noticed that my modem had reset itself, and I went, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> uh, and then it just proceeded to um, just keep power, uh, power, power cycling. cycling. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, that's weird. So, you know, I did all the troubleshooty things, and it didn't work, and I went, okay, well, I guess we just have a bad modem. So we went and got the same model, uh, returned this one, mm-hmm. um, and then the you know called the, the our ISP had them set it up. It was working for four hours, and then it did the same exact thing. Yeesh! So we called <laughs> called our ISP, said this is what's happening, and I said, "Do you think you guys are pushing an update to it that's bricking the modems?" And he said, oh, I don't know, which is key for, yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We'll send a technician out. And I was like, okay. So oh we went and returned that modem. And then we got a, a reliable surfboard, which are great mm-hmm. modems. Uh, and then we've been good ever since. So, wow. Yeah, it was it was a debacle, but, you know, we're, we're, Sounds up, it. Yeah, we're up and running. It was very frustrating you know, already behind on work stuff. And now it's, Uh, I was out for a decent amount, uh, because of that, but, oh, well, it's fine. We're up and running now. That's, uh, one thing that's making me happy this fortnight. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that 
um, is making me happy at the moment, and I can't really think of anything. But that's, <laughs> you know, that's good. That's a good thing. Oh, right it's Girl Scout cookie season. And I ordered. We ordered. Oh, ten, there you go. We ordered ten boxes from my niece. Nice. She sent us a cute little thank you card. She, her, Taylor, her, uh, her goal mm-hmm. for herself. Yeah, is a thousand boxes. Whoa! And last I checked, she was almost to like seventy percent of it. Holy smokes. Yeah, which is nuts. Um, I got to find out uh, where she's at currently. But That's impressive. Yeah, absolutely crazy. That is impressive. Yeah. Very nice. Oh, well. <clears throat> mm, I agree. Oh, boy. Yeah, that uh, that second or the part due of the root canal really took it out of me. So I apologize, folks. No, all good. <laughs> Let's get into some who news, shall we? Ooh, yeah, let's. Um, so... We're getting another Doctor Who mobile game this year. Um, and it is coming by way of a Vancouver-based company called Eastside Games Group. Um, they've got a multi-year partnership with BBC Studios. Oh. Um, and it's coming for iOS and Android in 2022. They don't say when. Um, and there's not a whole ton of detail about it just yet, other than it being a free-to-play narrative-driven title where players will be able to explore new and classic stories and bring together companions and characters from across the universe. Um, okay. All right. You know, I'll be curious to learn more about it when the time comes. Um, you know, I don't know. Mobile gaming, I go kind of back and forth on it, but it does appear as though this uh, this company does quite a number of, um, I don't know, I guess kind of TV-based mobile games they've they've done an archer one uh a cheech and chong bud farm oh boy oh uh, the goldbergs it's always sunny trailer park boys rupaul's drag race superstar and the upcoming mobile game the office somehow we manage um <laughs> so i guess well then yeah all right yeah that. i kind of go more back. on I, that when it comes yeah i go back and forth on mobile gaming i saw this one game um that i was like if I download that, I'm never gonna do anything else. It's like you're a knife, <laughs> you're a knife, and you just like bounce around, uh, ass- assumingly a city, and you just cut things like a bunch of pencils. Um, what? Yeah, a bunch of pencils and like some tires, and, and it, they all make satisfying sounds. So uh, that's I'm not downloading that because I'll never play anything else ever again. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. See, my my big addiction is one called True Surf. Um, and it actually, you know, for for you know, flicking your finger across the screen to do turns and stuff like that, it's got some pretty good mechanics to it. That's the only one I play with any sort of regularity. Oh, okay, this is <clears throat> kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, I like it. It actually pulls real time conditions from the different places that you. Oh, can. that's fun. Yeah. So, and, but then of course, if it's like totally garbage somewhere, there's a. Uh, a, a perfect storm button that you can uh, you can hit if you've got enough whatever it takes I can't remember um, and then you you get five minutes of like perfect conditions at that spot ah that's fun so yeah cool. yeah this looks fun so yeah I like it try it out I'd always recommend it but um, remember last episode we talked about getting uh, three new target novels 
Yes. Coming in July. We're actually getting five. Oh, nice. It turns out. Yeah. So I think what we mentioned last month was the fires of Pompeii, the eaters of light and the Zygon invasion. Yes. On top of that, we're also getting um, two stories from uh, David Fisher, one, the androids of Tara. And the other being the Stones of Blood, which I know we both loved that yeah. story. So all of those will be coming out in July of this year. Awesome. Yep. And of course, it must be January still because some people don't. In the same sense, the Doctor Who target range will be expanding with five new titles in summer 2022, all publishing on the 14th of July, 2021. <laughs> Only on a Doctor Who website could that still make perfect sense. Yeah. Well, Gallifrey One is a mere two weeks and change away. Yeah. Oh, boy. And when I say that out loud, I kind of freak out a little bit. Yeah, man. Deep breath. Deep breath. Now, they did uh, uh, drop their schedule of events that they have been adding to and updating and changing as things have been changing. Um, If... You happen to be uh, going, and you are free Saturday at, say, 2 in the afternoon. Hey, come by and say hi, because we are hosting a podcaster's meetup, whether you are someone who is part of a podcast or you just like listening to them. Yeah. Come hang out and just shoot the breeze. It's not a panel. It's a hangout. Yeah. Um, and, and we're excited to be able to provide this again. Absolutely. It was a lot of fun. uh, I was going to say last year, it was a lot of fun whenever the last one was. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Yeah. uh, Right. It was was good. It was good. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully, you know, I mean, I, it sounds like this is going to be a smaller Gallifrey one. Yes. Nothing wrong with that. No. Um, and, uh, so yeah, if you've got the time, come along. I know there's a, uh, I think a ribbon exchange happening in the same room the hour before so hey i've got ribbons hang around oh nice we'll trade with yeah there we go. um sadly it sounds like bonnie langford is not going to be able to be with us i'm a little bummed by that because it's yeah. really really wanting to meet her and get an autograph but eric roberts the 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 snaky snake master himself yeah is going to be there which i'm really kind of excited about i am too in a very dorky way like this is i mean his big finish masterful uh was was so well done like he just stepped right back in that role you could hear him just the oh it's so good he was uh, yeah i mean i i I feel like you know we we you know the tv movie we kind of give crap to um rightfully so but i mean we got some great actors out of it we did And I will say I'm excited not only because, you know, it's Eric Roberts and he is the master, but he has been amazing on The Righteous Gemstones, which is a show I mentioned a couple of. Yes, I see that he's in that. Yeah, he is. um, He plays a character named Junior. Um, Really? Yes. uh, And he is I I he is one of the antagonists in season two. Oh boy, and he's so good in it. Uh, he does so, play a good antagonist. Yes, um, very excited about that. Very cool. Awesome, awesome. Sounds good. Well, uh, his wife Eliza it will also be there. She's been in a number of film and TV roles as well. Uh, it looks like uh, also getting a couple of uh, actors who have played uh, background characters in The Mandalorian. 
Yeah, so that will be there as well. Um, and he was kind of yes, kind of no for a little while, but Sophia Miles uh, from um, the girl in the fireplace will definitely be there. Oh, great! Yes, so link to that in the show notes as well as if you just go to gallifreyone.com. Yeah, I, I mean, again, I'm very interested to see what this galley looks like. Yeah, it 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 will be interesting. I w- to say the least. I'm I'm wondering if it's going to look like, as I call it, the before times. Yes, Have which I I've, I've never known. So <laughs> the before times when you could walk into, uh, you could walk onto the con floor, and they'd be like, "Oh, are you here? do you have a ticket yet? No. Okay, we'll buy one." And wow. then, or and like, hey, when when you know when the convention is over, if you want to buy tickets for next year, just go go out outside and we'll sell them to you yeah no i I know i've I've heard you tell those stories before that's for sure yeah so i mean we'll see yeah either way it'll be interesting i i kind of wish that uh alaska airlines didn't bump my flight to a slightly later time i was hoping it's getting a little earlier than i am but that's okay still coming in still coming in thursday evening oh great 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 yeah yeah um at lastly this time around uh seems like director Jamie Magnus Stone is just decided he's going to start dropping a bunch of details about the uh, centenary special and and Jody's regen and stuff. And it's like, wow, I hope he's got the okay to talk about it. It is interesting. No way he does. There's absolutely (laughs) no way he's got permission. No, there's absolutely (laughs) no way. When I saw this and I, I don't, I don't know if we want to, how far into it we want to get without hitting the cloister bell. I mean, technically, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I think it's obvious that we know that she's going to regenerate. So that's, yeah, that's, but, not, that's not a surprise. No, that's not a surprise. It's kind of like where. <clears throat> oh, well, you know what? I, 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 I think it's okay to mention where because they don't actually say, oh, it's right. in I mean, it's, front it's, of this building yeah, or the, anything like that. Yeah, it's not like that. So I guess it's not that. I mean, we. I think we had talked about this previously where we were wondering. Yes. And then he, yes. he heard us and was like, I'll confirm it in interviews. Probably because Jody's regen is going to be the, the first modern who regeneration not to take place on the set of the TARDIS. Yeah. Um, and I know that you and I had kind of wondered, well, like, well, how does that work? Because like, what if you have to redress an entire set or anything? And of course the very first picture in the article that we have linked in the show notes gives you a pretty good idea how they can make it happen. Green screen. Yeah. So you've got a complete set that's digital Mm -hmm. and you can just bring that right back up when you've got your, your uh, new actor or actress and go, boom, there we go. What are these stills from? Um, good question. Um, well, the, the one in the TARDIS, I mean, that's Capaldi's jacket. So that's, that's that. Um, the other ones, I'm honestly not sure what that's from. I wonder if it's from the, um, the one with the frog. Oh, eh, maybe. I don't know. I just thought it was very interesting that Mm -hmm. he, he gave up this information and also that they're, um, it, it sounds like the digital effects are going to be different. Possibly. Yeah, that was another thing. It, it's just like, what? why is this man giving up all this stuff? Like, this is like... I don't know. 
maybe he's just trying to give give us something. If there's any surprises, he just wants to kind of keep those hidden. So we're talking about this instead of maybe thinking about other things that might happen. Oh, I like that. I don't know. Misdirection by Mis- actual yes. like dropping of details. I yeah, don't know. I maybe. guess I don't know. All right. Well, well, I you know, uh, I'm I'm interested now. Oh yeah, very interested. I hope it's in a rock quarry. <laughs> right. That's all all I want. Um, all right. So let's get into it. We watched Galaxy Four this week, starring William Hartnell as the Doctor, Maureen O'Brien as Vicky, Peter Purves as Stephen, and Stephanie Bidmead as Maga. <laughs> it's written by William Ems and directed by Derek Martinus. It first aired September eleventh through October second, nineteen sixty five. And it is the first story of season three, and we have a decent amount of story notes brought to us by the fine folks over at TARDIS Wikia. Indeed, yeah. The the working title for this story was not surprisingly The Chumblies. The Chumblies. The Chumblies. I think Galaxy Four is um more memorable. I think so too. Yeah. I think so, too. Uh, So Galaxy 4 is actually the earliest non-historical story to have missing episodes. Uh, Until the recovery of the third episode, Airlock, in 2011, it was notable for the extreme lack of its surviving material because no telesnaps were taken during broadcast. Photographic evidence for the story is effectively limited to publicity shots with only one photograph of the rills. For reals, yo. Um, And a six-minute excerpt. I can't say words tonight. From 400 Dawns, which is episode one. Yeah, wow. I did not know that. So Airlock was found recently. I guess. Uh, Yeah, about about 10 or 11 years ago. 11 years. Jeez. Um, Okay, interesting. Yeah, so not a lot of stuff still exists. Obviously, now we've got the animated version, which is why the animated versions are so important. Yes, Anyway, anyway, Anyhow. Uh, the BBC partly owns the rights to the drop-ins as they were jointly credited to William Ems and Verity Lambert. Huh. Ems created the originally male drop-ins, <laughs> whilst Verity Lambert, bless her, made him female. Okay. Um, and I'm all for that. Um, Maga was originally named Gar. <laughs> And Gar had a field somewhere. No, I'm kidding. Um, but was renamed when the Dravins were changed to female characters. Mm, okay. Yep. Right. Um, I, this next one I love because this, anyway, I'll, I'll make my commentary on it afterwards. Stephanie Bidmeat actually took Manga's prop pistol as a keepsake for her son to play with. Yes. Which means that it probably got really, really played with and probably wrecked and probably doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. But maybe it does. Who knows? Either way. Very cool. Yep. Yep. Uh, so this is Derek Martinus's only Doctor Who story not to feature any of the Doctor's iconic enemies. All of his remaining stories featured either Daleks, Cybermen, Ice Warriors, or Autons. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. Good run for good run for Derek there. I know. Those are some great baddies to work with, too. Yeah. Um, the stars greatly disliked the scripts for this serial. <laughs> yep. Things actually got so heated that John Wiles uh, threatened to fire William Hartnell. Wow. Yeah. Maureen O'Brien's complaints led to Wiles not renewing her contract beyond its uh, expiration during the Myth Makers. And thus she left the show. (laughs) Because of this. 
Apparently. Wow. I know. That's I crazy. Know. It's All right. right. Um, William M's uh, had actually been a fan of the show since the start and submitted the idea for this story in early 1965. Oh, dang. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Don't tell me fans have, you know, not <laughs> thrown their hats into the ring as as contributors to Doctor Who. Yeah. Um, and uh, oddly enough, on the other end of the spectrum, Derek Martinus had never seen the series before and was shown some old episodes. He was disappointed and wanted to aim for higher standards. <laughs> Dang. Right? Derek. Bring it down a bit, Derek. All right, Taylor. You've got a world-famous <laughs> synopsis for us, so take it away. All right. The Doctor, Vicky, and Steven land on a planet they think is void of life, despite plants being, like, right there. Yeah. And quickly discover that two ships from vastly different cultures have both crash-landed and are trying to escape the planet before it explodes in 14 Oh, wait, wait, hang on, I'm just being handed an update. Uh, Two. Two days before the planet explodes in two days. Uh, Who's ultimately being truthful with Team TARDIS? Can MAGA make her legacy great again? Are the Rills and their Chumblies for real? We'll have to find all that out and more before we can escape Galaxy 4. Oh, my God. The chumblies. The rills and their chumblies. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Um, so, full disclosure to to everyone listening here. Taylor and I uh, don't really... We, we go, this is what we're watching. Uh, okay, great. And then we watch it. And then we, we, you know, hey, how's it going? Good. All right, I'm recording. And that's pretty much it. We don't talk. We don't talk about what we watched. I think sometimes it's like this is great, like texts when we're watching mm-hmm. it, but it's nothing like in in depth or anything crazy like that. Um, so I'm interested to hear Taylor what you thought about uh, Galaxy Four. Um, it was good. I don't really consider it necessarily like a must see. Mm-hmm. Um. Like my socks stayed on the whole time. My socks were not blown off by it for any reasons. Um, I am, however, glad that we have it recreated in animation for people to see. Like I'm, I'm thankful that it's there for people who are, say, completists, right? To be like, okay, now I've seen that one as well. Yeah. Um, but I don't know that I would, you know, if somebody who said, "Hey, come on down, we're showing Galaxy Four," I'd be like, "Yeah, I've." gotta wash my hair tonight um yeah you know uh, like i said earlier i was going through all of these uh these missing episodes you know like the myth makers and and mission to the unknown and all these sound really interesting and i'm like why did we choose to redo this one before a lot of them well because Oh, why did we choose to re? Why did we choose to recreate this one? That's a good question. Yes, I, no, I'm not saying like you. And why me, did you and I watch Taylor? This? Why yeah. did why did we pick this? No, um, we're you know eventually somehow going to watch or listen to all of them. But um, I'm saying in the grand scheme of things, why was this picked over over I don't know a lot of other better sounding uh, sounding ones? I will say I I did enjoy it but i was kind of bored most of the time yeah i was just kind of like all right um these two uh civilizations are they're mad they mad at each other um and one of them is is lying 
a whole bunch. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't think I don't think it's must see either. Um, yeah. I mean, it's <clears throat> so it was fine. It, it it was, but we've we've got basically this this story set up where we've got um, you know we've got two races and all we see for like three quarters of the story are the chumblies yes to represent one race who um don't speak they move around they make fewer beeps and boops than r2d2 <laughs> um and then we have the Dravins, which hey cool i mean we actually have a cast for this story that is majority female yes like the only the only guys in the story are the doctor and steven and and presumably just the voices of the 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 real well the voices of the reals yes but, but yeah that's like, that's a good point like genetic human yes 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 you know in terms of actors um and obviously the chumblies make fewer sounds than my dishwasher just did um <laughs> yep um anyway uh so i i love the fact that we've got kind of this female dominated cast mm-hmm. and fantastic but but they're the villains yes you know they're the bad guys you're now rooting against them yeah um we we, we've got maga who as as many jokes i could make nowadays about a name that sounds like that yeah um she actually is both kind of tyrannical and a dictator and uh uh, a fear monger yeah um and and i would almost argue in some ways you know kind of gaslights uh everyone else Um, oh absolutely which is kind of scary that her name is Maga. <laughs> um, I, I that 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 is not lost on me, right? As I watch this, um, you know, I would I, say she is the villain more so than the than all of them combined. Than than her her minions who yes. are, for most of my life, anytime I saw pictures from this story, I'm like, why are there fembots? Yes, why are there fembots in this? <laughs> Like, where is this story where they battle fembots? Yeah. Um, yes, I will agree with that because I, I think I think after a time, I think Steven kind of starts kind of getting through to one of them and just kind of starts just introducing some doubt. Yes. You know, of, of this, you know, ironclad rule um, that they're under. So, I mean, that that's yes, I think you're right. I think, you know, Maga is far more the villain than you know her minions um but but still we 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 end up i mean i don't know if we should talk about it right now but but the way that the dravins are finished oh my god yeah like wow yeah that's like um i mean we could we can skip to the end where it's just kind of like well um goodbye (laughs) they just are left to uh fall into lava basically yeah it's crazy this is um you know i think as far as like earliest doctor who is concerned and and i i will admit i've not watched all of it yeah so so i I, there may be some some things i'm unaware of but to have a story where it's like okay um the doctor has helped jump start um the uh the reels pyramid blaster ship yes um, and that has, you know, launched off into space and everybody else gets back to the TARDIS 
And the TARDIS is like, Welp, we out. Warp sounds. <laughs> and just leaves. And, and, and the planet is is crumbling. It's- and, you know, all these fissures are opening up in the ground and they're like, um, we stuck. Yeah, it's um, it's, boom, it's weird. It's it might be like the, the earliest indication of the doctor just like not even trying to save someone. Yeah, like I not think being so. like, come I mean, with we, us, got... please. You know, there's nothing like that. He's just like, well, okay, goodbye, goodbye, children. He yes, gets into, gets into the TARDIS <laughs> my, and flies away. My child, goodbye, you're my going child. to stay here and die. Yes. Um, yeah, that, that's completely what we've got. And this, yeah, I think this might be one of the earliest instances where it's like, no, you're evil. You're not redeemable. Yeah. But I mean, like, this is, this is your, this is your just desserts. Yeah. I mean, we kind of get that, you know, that we do get the inklings of them being like, you know, they're not redeemable. Like, I mean, you're, you can either surrender to us or go outside with the robots and then, or, you know, you should just come back inside and, oh, no, you can't. You're going to die now, Steve. <laughs> it's just, it's oh, like, yes, geez. we're, we're going to leave you in the airlock and remove the air. Yeah. So, okay. Sorry about that. You want to leave <laughs> yep. now? You can't. There's not enough air to open. That seemed like a weird, like, there's not enough air to open the door. I went, that doesn't make sense, but okay. Um, if If you are in a vacuum. Oh, yeah. Okay. The air on other the opposite side of the door is now pushing in the 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 balance. Yeah, that makes of sense. The air pressure is now pushing inward. So if you try to push the door outward, it's it's going to be too difficult. You have a negative pressure. Yeah. Science. Sorry, my son's watching a lot of MythBusters lately. <laughs> Good old MythBusters. Oh man. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. MythBusters great. Yeah. Um. So I want to talk about. I want to talk about the animation because this is cl- clearly a different animation department than we have been used to with past episodes. I actually don't know. Um, I didn't look this up to see if um, if Tardis Wikia is like this is this animation studio did this one. So we, you know, oh, can... I think it does. I know it does have some details specific uh, to like the animation uh, uh, crew, right? And stuff. So I wonder if, um, you know, I'm just wondering what other, what other, um, if they've done anything else. But I don't think they, I don't think they have um, that I can tell. Like off the top of my head, I ca- I can't point to another, um, you know, another animated Doctor Who that th- that this um, this team would have done. You know? Yeah, I'm not honestly without kind of risking the load on my um, Wi-Fi right now of opening up TARDIS Wikia and diving into the specifics. Um, I'm honestly, I'm not sure. They actually don't have, um, they don't have any notes on it on TARDIS Wikia. I was trying to find something that would maybe, so we could, you know, at least compare to the animation. But I will say this took, a minute or two to get used to. It did a little bit. And I, I remember having the thought in the first episode of going, um, I'm like, wow, the animation seems a little different, like a little off different. And I'm like, okay, am I judging it because I'm used to seeing Troughton and now we're looking at ah, that could be animated. It. And I'm like, am I being too critical on this? And then I go, 
or am I being too gentle on this because I'm just thankful that we have this story animated now? I will say, um, at first I was like, I don't think this is, this is good. But as time went on, I got, I got more used to it. And I Mm -hmm. think, I think, um, I think overall it was done very well. I really liked all of our backgrounds, our set pieces, all looked great here. I I love yeah. I love just the look of the planet, the look of both ships. I think they mm-hmm. did a really good job with that. Also, yeah. uh, the TARDIS looked great. Yes, I I think they really. Um, one of the things I loved most was kind of capturing that. Um, oh, I don't even know what to call it. That kind of like vintage hospital green color. Yes, of the console. Yeah. Like it's a very specific color, and I feel like you would see it in like hospitals from the 1950s. Yes, absolutely. Um, and yeah, the the backgrounds of both ships, like like the detail inside the Dravins little uh, like sci-fi yurt <laughs> ship. <laughs> yes, um, I, I loved just you know the panels and the switches and the screens and everything. I think we're, we're done really well. Um, I, I, the rills ship was kind of interesting i mean i realized it's a giant pyramid (laughs) (laughs) but the fact that they're basically you know these these green sucker mouth job of the hut looking things yes and the the different panels of their walls are like red and yellow yeah it was just an odd color choice that i i would not have expected for basically you know big giant green creatures <laughs> oh man yeah that um and i mean speaking of them um i i don't know what it is about the rills but they uh, hey man no seriously that's kind of how i feel like they oh. talk to people oh my gosh yes the way that the rills talk i have a note the very first time it is the the voice of the rills sounds like he belongs in a 1960s like UFO B movie. <laughs> yeah. Like the the way the voice is, the cadence of it. It just seems so like I expect him to be talking about our space brothers on our planet Venus. Yes. And the enunciation of it is is the kind of thing where it just really took me to a lot of those older films, like ones that I've seen on like MST3K yes, and stuff. And I just, I, I would totally get hung up on just listening to the voice of the reels. And I'm like, why do you sound like that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I loved it. I thought it was just like, it was just very, um, I don't know. I just re- loved listening to them, to them talk through the, through the chump, through the chumblies. Well, uh, and I, Part of part of what I like about that is that they kind of like pick up English by listening to Oh, that was the best. Vicky and you get this little like, you know, what do you want anyway remix. Yes, that was dude, I loved that. I thought that, that was, was that was smart. That was that was a neat yes, aspect of it. A neat way to let us know how they can understand. Mhm. That mm-hmm. was that was good stuff. I absolutely love that. I thought it was so fun. Um, and yeah, I mean, we have this whole conflict between the Rill um, and the uh, the dr- the dr- oh my god the, the Dra the Dravins the Dravins. I was gonna say Dravins, but that's the think Slovenes. about it. Drama, 
drama Dravins. Dravins. But we have this whole conflict between them, and it kind it kind of feels like these chumblies are just kind of they're just kind of walking around. Like if you really think about it, they haven't really they don't really do anything that's too crazy besides try to break into the TARDIS, but they don't know what it is. Yes, and if anything, maybe they vacuum up around it. I swear they're just, you know, glorified Roombas. Yes, absolutely. Like three-tiered Roomba. Yes. Um, And they make a familiar noise. I forgot to write down what the noise sounds like to me. Yeah. I wish I had, but every time they they do, like, they they bring out the hook hand. Yes, and, you know, they hold a, a, you know, a a gleaming Brock's candy. Yes. In order to communicate. Yeah. Oh man, I that's one thing. Like, I want to know how, the liberties they took in this. You know, was that an actual? Like, did a claw come out every time they wanted to? Did it come oh, out? Yeah, like that? I'd be, I'd be very curious about that. I'd be very curious about that. In fact, you know what? It's funny you bring up kind of like, you know, the t- the Chumblies just kind of like rolling around doing their thing. Um, I feel like a fun thing to do. Like, I, I don't know this. This would be like a riff tracks thing to do to galaxy four or maybe i don't know pitch it to some sort of sketch group maybe somewhere would be just to let the story play out but the only thing that like riffers contribute is voicing all the chumblies (laughs) oh man and giving them all things to say that would be funny wouldn't that be great oh man I also feel like the Chumblies were basically like uh, it. It just felt like a an old Looney Tunes cartoon where they just were trying to find different ways to blow up the TARDIS. Like they'd leave, yeah. and come, uh, they'd come back with something else, and then they'd leave and come back with something else. And in the background, it'd be like dun 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 dun. Yeah, basically. I just you know, and I feel like at one point it's like, are the Chumblies really like? evil and you know i think vicky's the first one that's kind of just like i don't you know because like (laughs) it's so weird like they're always like the chumblies oh no and then they're like they the chumblies just kind of slowly roll up to them and stand next to them yep (laughs) and it's like maybe these guys aren't bad and then you know we get the whole translating scene and it's like hey man no those guys are crazy we're just trying to leave yeah. Please don't look in that triangular mirror thing. We not we don't look cool, man. <laughs> we are grody by your standards. Yes. <laughs> so, I mean, that there's you know, despite this story kind of being a little boring, there is a lot that I feel like our companions are doing. I feel like Vicky's doing a, a bang up job here. She's like Yeah. She's taking guns from people and you know, communicating with the tr- the uh, the tr- I almost called them the trill. My goodness! That, wow! I feel like no. that's a different. Uh... I think it's a Star Trek. I think it's a, tr- a Star Trek one. It is. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, I know. We've got Vicky with a blaster in sensible flats. Yes. Um, you know, it's. I I kind of feel like Stephen maybe doesn't really pull the same kind of weight. No, I mean in the story though. Stephen seems a little bit more useless. He yes, which is fine because I've actually read about this actor and he seems like a he seems like a yeah. Uh, anyway, okay, yeah, Ooh, <laughs> shot, shots discreetly I'm, fired. Hey, I'm just going off the uh, just, if you just read any part of the 
the the TARDIS wikia where he all right fine forget it he has uh, <laughs> uh, uh he has uh you know he said he didn't like the serial which apparently was originally written for Ian Barber and Vicky oh that's right yes I remember reading that and he uh, frequently um said that his character uh was not well served because uh of the feminization of his character right because um, they basically i think kind of rewrote kind of barbara's parts yeah which for him. i mean I, I i don't i don't know if i completely buy that uh but okay i don't know i mean i think uh i i think you can as an actor be given stuff you know, lines and direction, but it's kind of still up to you to yeah. kind of make it work. I mean, yeah, neither one of us are Shakespearean I, actors, I'm, but I mean, yes, I, oh, yeah. I agree with you. <laughs> I agree. Um, but I mean, Stephen, you know, he, he does, you know, he's like, no, you're not taking her as prisoner. You're going to take me as prisoner. We're not doing that nonsense. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he he does also he does make many attempts to get out, um, get free, like overtake them, like you said, kind of uh, plant the seeds of doubt. So I mean, I don't know if he's yep. com- he's he's not completely useless, but no. he he's also not like the most useful. Yes, but yeah, I mean, like at one point he's just taking a nap. So I mean, yeah. I mean, quote, which, I quote mean, unquote, taking a nap, which is fine. Okay. I took a nap today. It was great. Re- resting your eyes is very worthwhile. I agree. I agree. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so we find out the real are, you know, no, man, we're cool. We just want to leave, please. <laughs> um, and they're just like, hey, take take the chumblies and, you know, go rescue your friend. They'll do whatever you say. Oh, that's what Vicky does. She tricks tricks uh one of the drama to, to she's like no they do whatever we say and then you know she's like do a little dance chumbly and then it does oh. a little it doesn't do a dance but you know and that's when she <laughs> steals the gun for and i was like yes mm-hmm. i was like vicky this is great this is good stuff um and i mean steve steven also uh, in episode four is kind of like well why should we steven doesn't trust anyone at this point no, he's like. So, so, how do we know you're telling the truth about, uh, about them? Like, hey, man, you're just gonna have to trust us. Just saying. I don't know. I don't know what happened. Yeah. There, but, um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, what else really happens in this story? <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm sitting here and I'm like, so they land. They think the Chumblies are evil. They're not. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't. I don't know. I, I mean. It's fine. It is. Not every Doctor Who story is going to be a 10, and that's okay. No, that's okay. I think that is, at least for me, that's half the reason I love Doctor Who. Yes, I will say the bop on the head of the Chumbly in episode four was absolutely hilarious. Yes, and I think that was also like the saddest deactivation sound ever. (laughs) Oh, and (laughs) when the the Riller explaining... You know, take one of our chumblies. He'll take you back to your ship, and then he will he will deactivate. And yes. Vicky's like, "Oh my god!" And he's like, "Whoa, <laughs> chill out. It's a robot. It's fine." 
<laughs> like she loses her mind. She loves the Chumblies. Like she's yes. all about them. Well, she kind of she kind of named them. Yeah, that's true. She she kind of named the Chumblies. That's true. Um, yeah. Yep. I don't know. I got nothing really else to say about this. There were some fun parts, but I mean, like overall, uh, yeah. No, not <laughs> not not a, not a stunner, but you know, the story's got potential. It does have potential. Sit down with your friends and voice all the chumblies. That's true. All of the chumblies. Do you, do you have anything else to say before I start hitting any buttons here? You know what? Off the top of my head, now I think we're good. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, you know, I think it's. Uh, <laughs> I think that's it. All right, here we go. I've got all the machinery I need. Stand back. It's time. It's time. For the Douglas Um. <laughs> I mean, uh, I don't. I don't know. Is it anything really? Yes, I think uh, it is. Okay. 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 What do you? So, so here's here's yeah. me giving it a solid two and a half. Okay, that I I would agree out, with that. I guess out of ten, and at first <clears throat> I was like, "Well, some chumblies got zapped." That's true. Yes, a net was thrown. Oh, the net! <laughs> they had about the net. We lost the net. What do you mean you lost the net? <laughs> that was our only only way of combating the chumblies. Was yes, a net with a net. Funicello, they literally threw a net Funicello on the jumble. Yes, it was they weird. did. It was so weird. It was weird. Um, but a planet blew up and took the bad guys with it. That is true. They met a, a weird, weird... And actually, technically, you know, Duggan did... Um, yeah, he did... Well, no, he didn't blow up a planet because that planet was no. Earth. Yeah. Never mind. He saved it he with a punch. He did save it. Yeah, with a punch. That's true. So I say two and a half. Um, boy. Uh, yeah, I think that's fine. I, I have no complaints about that. Two and a All half right. is fine. All right. <laughs> I, I wonder how this will go. Gathering close, it's time for the behind the close <laughs> So, um, was what was this scary? I wasn't scared. It, it's really not very scary at all. Like, <laughs> like not at all. I mean, I guess like watch watching uh, these these people. Well, okay, goodbye. Have a good time, and then they just watch people fall into lava. Um, I mean, that could be kind of like traumatic, but that's pretty much it, I suppose. But then it's it's still animated. Yeah, yeah. So it also kind of lessens that scary factor as if it were live action. Yeah. So. Yeah, this this really this is probably the least scary episode of Doctor Who I think I've ever seen. Wow, that is saying. Something. I think so. I mean, I'm doing this off the top of my head. It's nine thirty at night, and I'm just I'm not maybe recalling every single one, but this is probably pretty much the least scary episode <laughs> of Doctor Who ever. All right, well there you go. Yep. Okay, so we're doing we're doing one more one more <laughs> time before Gallifrey. Yep. So, Taylor, tell the people what we are watching. And who knows? We may regret this in the long term because, honestly, we're not going to record on the Monday because that's Valentine's Day. We're going to yeah. record on the Tuesday, and then by Thursday, two days later, we'll be at Gallifrey. Yes. So, well, we'll see. Anyway, we'll see. We are doing The Web of Fear. And this is going to be the DVD release uh, with the one animated episode, not the full, like, bad video game cutscene oh, animation no. yeah 
So just to forewarn everyone, but it is starring Patrick Troughton as the Dr. Fraser Hines, who will be a Gallifrey one, as Jamie, Deborah Watling as Victoria, and introducing a young Nicholas Courtney as Colonel Lethbridge Stewart. Oh. Yeah, it was written by Mervyn Hazeman and Henry Lincoln. It's directed by Douglas Camfield. All right. Very excited. That should be... Um... You know, we we love a good a good Trouton story. Mm-hmm. That is for sure. All right. So, oh, before we get to that, uh, I mean, you're listening to this. You maybe have finished it, and you're like, "Well, what podcast am I going to listen to next?" So, Taylor, uh, what do you think? yeah, it is the first of the month right now as we release this, and that also means that a brand new episode of All Night with the Living Geeks is also available on all your favorite podcast platforms. This month, we are looking at the, the Loveland Frogman. Hmm, Frogman. It's a cryptid. <laughs> an Ohio cryptid first seen in the nineteen fifties. Ooh. I've seen yeah. I've seen uh sketches of this frogman. Right. Yeah. Seven I had a very interesting discussion about it. Um and we are um if you listen to the episode, we we kind of have a plan for this this year worth of podcasts. Mm. Um we have a goal that we want to get to and we want to lay out uh, some background information before we get there. So well, there we, we've got go. an interesting path that we are charting this year. Yes, a map, mm-hmm. a, a map of the the underground caves. And that's one way of looking at it. That is, yep, that is one way of looking at it. All right. Well, make sure you go check that out. But also make sure you like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at the Podcastica. You can follow me on Twitter at JP Thrice, and you can follow Taylor on Twitter. At BusBuddha71. Uh, subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher. And if you're, for some reason, still on Spotify, uh, you know, maybe subscribe to us there as well. Just search Podcastica. Look for the animated version of Taylor and I coming out of that TARDIS. And rate and review us as well. You can also subscribe to us on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash the N-O-T-L-G. Uh, and you can head on over to shop dot spreadshirt dot com slash notlg if you want to buy a shirt a sweatshirt i think it's still cold it was kind of cold today so i mean Fish. if you're you know if you want to uh buy any sort of clothing item head on over to that spreadshirt site uh or if you just want to donate to us monetarily patreon.com slash notlg but guys still still not great out there <laughs> still not great so uh, why don't we uh, support our local shops any way we can with a retweet or just buy something from them or um, I, I don't I, or do something just do something get the word out about them let's help them out definitely all right so join us again in two weeks for the web of fear and we'll talk to you guys then see ya. Chumblies, oh no! And then they're like, they the Chumblies just kind of slowly roll up to them and stand yep. next to them. <laughs>